0: Welcome to Comms Day Live. This week we have a very special episode, an interview with the retiring chair of NBN Co., Dr. Sigi Sikowski. Now, Dr. Sikowski has been the chairman of NBN since October 2013, firstly in an executive capacity, and then from April became a non executive chairman when Bill Morrow was appointed as CEO. Now, the reason I wanted to do an extensive interview with Dr. Zakowski this week is because he's retiring at the end of the year uh, to be replaced um, at MBNCO by Kate McKinsey, who is formerly a senior Telstra executive and most recently the CEO of Chorus. Now, Dr. Sikowsky's uh, got an incredible history. Um, He also was the CEO of Optus back in the 1990s, from 1996, and then at the end of that decade joined Telstra eventually to become their CEO. So he has uh, 25 years of experience from all manner of perspectives in the sector. He's also a former chairman of Suncorp, the Australian Nuclear Science and Technology Organization, and Opera Australia, a nuclear physicist by profession and uh, also a former chancellor of RMIT University, and of course has just become the chair of Crown. So enough of that introduction. Um, I had a long chat with Dr. zakowski and I kicked off by asking him, uh, when you joined NBNCo, you would have had certain expectations about how things were going to pan out. Uh, did things happen the way you thought they would? And were there any surprises along the way?
1: I Look, I, I... I hadn't planned on uh, another gig in the telecom industry when the NBN opportunity came up, and I was very happy to take it up and to work with uh, Malcolm Turnbull at the time. Uh, I'm not; uh, I haven't been too surprised by the way by the way the uh, the journey has gone, um, because by now, after eight years into the role, I, I can claim that we've completed the build as we uh, as we promised. We delivered it on on time and broadly on budget and fit the purpose, and um, produced it, uh, a, a piece of nas- critical national infrastructure that was tested uh, in in real time by COVID and passed with flying colours. So I I feel pleased with with the last uh, eight years and uh, can't point to too many things where. Uh, it caught me unawares there were a couple of misses i think over the last over that period i, I think we never quite got hold uh, of the uh, of the arguments around um, uh, really the cost of the build and the way the balance sheet actually is, works for us uh, in a way that i think would make would be very very uh, well regarded if i if we could have got the the uh, explanations out there more clearly and we've certainly wasted a lot of time on the receiving end of criticism with respect to uh to speed uh ac- access to higher speed which i think has always been a uh, unnecessary distraction
0: yeah okay it's interesting you mention that because i wanted to pick up on that. that obviously over the years particularly at the start a lot of doubters you know and, and not not just people who are the pro fiber cohort there were also People on the other side saying there's no way NBN can make its numbers. They're going to have to write it down. Well, it's 2021. It hasn't been written down. Um, do you feel that that you proved a lot of those doubters wrong?
1: Oh, well, a- absolutely. I mean the uh, the the company now is a um, is a recognisably good business. Um, we we have acknowledged that we've now moved from the. Kind of big build phase into running an enterprise that's focused upon our customers, upon the quality of their experience with NBN, and uh, we've we've evolved in uh, into being a uh, I think a respected part of a great industry, namely telecoms. And just as an aside, Graham, I remember in 2013 going to one of those one of your Comms Day functions, where there was a sort of sense of uh, of sympathy for anybody new to NBN in terms of what they've got themselves into, and you know what a uh, well, what a poor situation uh, NBN was in at the time. And then progressively, at subsequent annual Commerce Day functions, the mood shifted from uh, acceptance of the fact that NBN was was striving to do well to, hey, NBN is uh, an important part of the. Of the environment to uh, uh, how come NBN has uh, has become as uh, influential as it has? To uh, NBN is part of the strategy of every member of the uh, of of the telecom industry uh, because we are national, because we are a regulated monopoly, and because we are uh, you know a twenty first century business.
0: Well. um Obviously, back back in the '90s and through the 2000s, you you uh, helmed both Optus and Telstra, so you, you you were with an incumbent telco and a challenger telco. How did that inform your approach to being the NBN chairman? Those those two respective experiences.
1: Well, um, it it simply reminded me that there are kind of no absolutes uh, either in terms of uh, absolutes in truth or absolutes as in enduring uh, approach to business. And Optus was very interesting back in the mid-90s because it has as its shareholders very big telecom companies in the UK and the US as well as very large Australian enterprises all arguing the uh, or advocating for the interests of the little guy whereas when they particularly telecom companies went back to their home markets. They were the incumbents. They were the monopolies, arguing for the uh, uh, the uh, well for, for the uh, support and the and the importance of their enterprises. So you could have the same person travel from one continent to another to pursue an argument completely the opposite of what they're pursuing in their home market and and that and that's just business you find that over time uh, it's perfectly okay to lose to, to change your position or to argue strongly for a particular uh, point of view w- without getting too drawn into whether this was a matter of principle or integrity because in general they're not it's just business.
0: And I, I guess a really big difference too is that Telstra and Optus are, are, are companies that can pursue opportunities wherever they see them. But NBN is, in essence, a very different beast. It's created in response to a market failure and consequently it's, it, what it isn't, isn't allowed to do is quite limited by its remit. How does that change the way you do things like structure the business, hire people, uh, position and motivate the company when, when you don't have that, I guess, blue sky that you enjoy at other companies?
1: Well, you're right. We are a, uh, a government business enterprise that immediately defines the kind of character of, a, of the organisation and shapes many of the processes that we uh, that we follow. Um, what I found when I joined NBN in 2013 was it was populated by people uh, who believed that they were on a, on a mission. And And that mission was to roll out fiber to every corner of the continent. And there was an almost religious uh, fervor about the the employee base, which, which you, you've got to acknowledge was attractive and motivating and, uh, and helped kind of define a culture, even if the strategic direction I think was well, we certainly judged it to be um, wrong. Um, and that and that's what happens when you can ha- when you have an organisation like that is a government business enterprise that can unify the employees behind a particular public policy uh, position, uh, even if the, the commercial realities suggest that you're pointed in the wrong direction. Um, so changing that culture took took probably two or three years and has prevailed until now. And now the challenge is to move from being focused upon managing a very large national construction project uh, in telecommunications to morphing into a customer-oriented, innovative uh, product-based company that uh, is a respected member of the the industry. understands and um, supports the objectives of its retail service providers who are after all the primary customers while at the same time um stepping up the responsibilities that every australian household and business uh, requires uh, has to have confidence in the national broadband network Hey, let me. Can I? I just wanted to make one other point, independent of, the, of your line of inquiry, and that is around the balance sheet. Because yes, I, I, I keep striving to get this uh, this better understood. The government started out. This government started out with a commitment to a twenty-nine and a half billion dollar government equity position in NBN. And when we finish the refinancing, which will happen in the next couple of years. We'll be back to the government uh, interest in NBN being twenty nine and a half billion dollars, because we'll have re- refinanced all the debt in the public markets. And so in a way, uh, the Commonwealth has never had, well we'll end up with no more exposure to NBN than its original twenty nine and a half billion dollars. And while we may well have 27 or so billion dollars of debt. Um, that will be funded independent, independently of the Commonwealth and it will be driven largely by business cases that say we will get an economic return for that incremental investment in the regions, in rural and regional Australia, uh, in small to medium businesses, etc. So, although the period from 2010 to well maybe 2024 or thereabouts will have seen highs and lows in terms of the, the position or the, the composition of the balance sheet in fact we'll end up with uh, government investment of $29.5 billion which when whichever government decides to privatise will return that much and more in my view and um, helping to kind of justify the financial commitment that the government made to NBN. Yeah,
0: and I guess the fact that right now markets find infrastructure assets very attractive and there's a lot of demand for them, and there's a shortage of opportunities in Australia would all go well for that equation. Is that right?
1: Well, that's true. I mean, infrastructure assets are now very uh, more highly valued, partly because um, interest rates are as low as they are, and... The assets that make up uh, attractive infrastructure are within Australia. There's not that many opportunities, so when there was when there's been this debate about uh, write downs, etc., it's really been just a distraction and nonsense. The value of NBN is considerably greater than the investment that the government has uh, in NBN, and. Were there to be a a transaction in in the future, the economic return to the government, the original investor, uh, I think will be be very, very good. Uh, Having said that, I I think, and maybe you agree, that down the line when the the privatisation debate picks up, which is probably, I don't know, three or four years away, um, the debate will be much broader than simply economic return because the social good, I think, now is better appreciated than, than ever before, and there still are pockets where uneconomic decisions may well have to be made uh, in order to meet the needs and the expectations of society. There's something you just
0: mentioned before regarding NBN moving into a phase where it wants to get, or needs to get closer to its customers and become more product oriented. And I just wanted to go back to that question I asked about the, the limitations of having a wholesale-only remit and, and being limited in what you can do. What are the challenges of moving into a product-customer-oriented phase when you don't have that direct retail interface?
1: Well, that is the challenge, the fact that we don't have the direct uh, retail interface and our primary customers, the retail service providers, probably would like to keep it that way. Uh, yet, yet we have over recent years worked with the industry and with the regulator to get kind of better signals from what, for what, uh, of what matters to our uh, ultimate uh, end users. And initially, of course, those signals are around uh, access um, details of access to the network and pricing. But, but over time. Uh, those signals will help enrich the product offering from NBN, uh, providing, of course, that we can retain the support of, and the trust of the industry, which, which I think is improving. Um, not quite there yet, uh, but I think the next couple of years as we, as we uh, complete the discussions around the SAU and uh, the universal service obligation, that may then define a terrain where NBN can play. Uh, and uh, do so with the co- with the support of the industry. Also, you know the just access to data, which have been not always available to us because it's owned, particularly customer customer information is owned by uh, the RSPs. I think that will loosen up, and. Um, data analytics will enable us to much better understand the behavior of the network but also the behavior of our end users and therefore will probably get better uh, better alignment between their interests and what we can do
0: and one of the um things we have seen about the MBN uh, particularly as a result of the pandemic is that it is primarily used as a medium for streaming video and particularly for entertainment is, is that what you foresaw eight years ago when you started out, um, was that always the expectation that it would it would have to satisfy that kind of demand from its end customers?
1: Well, I don't believe so. I think the original intent was that this would be a nation-building exercise uh, providing connectivity to uh, high-speed broadband uh, for the purposes of industry becoming competitive and then it becoming a competitive advantage, and for um, people at home benefit benefiting uh, from online access to uh, schooling uh, medicine um, and commercial opportunity and i think I think that intent was uh, well it was well intentioned but that was turned on its head in about 2015 when netflix arrived and streaming video began to take off now there will be people who who will claim that in 2010 they could foresee the um, the future of streaming but my sense is that the the base the basis uh, of that conviction was all around peer-to-peer file sharing which really bears not too much resemblance to what modern streaming has become. So by the by 2015, after Netflix arrived, and others joined them, thereafter, all of a sudden, the network looked to be a, uh, a massive investment in facilitating, you know, home entertainment, and including uh, uh, video streaming and gaming. And that was sort of unsatisfying in, in some respects, until COVID arrived and demonstrated the fact that this national network really mattered in order for society to function. It mattered in enabling homeschooling. It mattered in uh, underpinning working from home. Uh, It mattered in keeping people connected during periods of crisis or uh, disconnection uh, in a personal sense. So I think by 2021, the intent or the architects of the NBN, of the policy of the NBN, uh, can feel uh, very satisfied that they launched us on this path, which 10 or more years later has probably uh, resulted in exactly what they'd hoped it it would result in.
0: Okay. Tell us about the future and Kate McKenzie um, Will take the chair role in the new yep. year. Uh, yep. What qualities does she bring to the job?
1: Well, I, I think there are so many boxes that Kate ticks. Most particularly, she has a deep uh, background in uh, telecommunications and public policy, and you could almost stop there and say that's a brilliant appointment. But beyond that, obviously, she's been on the NBN board for a couple of years uh, as, as knows knows. Uh, her fellow board members knows the way a GBE works and uh, knows how to work within that, within the the constraints as well as the opportunities that uh, government ownership uh, brings. Uh, she takes over at to- as a time as the as the organisation is transitioning from being a substantially engineering driven company to one that is much more service and marketing driven and that I think plays also to, uh, to Kate's strength. So I, I, I'm you know, very, very pleased that the government has made the decision to appoint her as the next NBN chair and I know I speak for my board colleagues in expressing it that way and um, I think she'll do very well.
0: Okay, and, and what about for you is, is uh, to the communications Possibly on the horizon again in the future for you. <laughs>
1: Listen, the uh, NBN was not on my, hori- my horizon, <laughs> and I was there for eight years. Crown was never part of my life plan, but here I am. So I, I, I wouldn't even begin to speculate about what might might happen in the in the months and years ahead. Something always seems to arrive that is particularly uh, and uniquely interesting, and you know, and draws me in.
0: You have. Sp- helmed telecommunications companies in different capacities and different positions in the market. Um, What advice do you have for the industry going forward in terms of how it can create value and become sustainable, more sustainable as a sector?
1: Well, um, firstly, I mean, we all recognise that this is a fantastic industry and an industry whose relevance uh, to the nation continues to grow, uh, even though it's always been important, I think it's more important now than ever before, not just because NBN is now a, uh, a successful project, but all forms of connectivity and communication, um, um, when done well, are usually associated with a um, uh, a society uh, that is... Um, that is uh, happy, uh, that is uh, progressive in their thinking, and that is ambitious. So I, I think we in, in the industry have a kind of a uh, uh, a duty to run to run our enterprise as well, and to, as appropriate, join together to make in- decisions in the interests of uh, the nation. And broadly, Graham, that's the way it's happened. You've, you've chronicled the uh, the industry for a longer period, than I, or as long a period as I have been associated with. Now, incidentally, Graham, I date my time from 1996. When do you, how far back do you 1994 go? 1994,
0: we started comms day, so... Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. In fact, your, your initial appointments um, would have been the first uh, um, change of uh, CEO at Optus, uh, because Bob Mansfield, right. of course, was the first. So, yeah, yeah, so very early in our development...
1: So we uh, we marched hand in hand to the next.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a a wonderful visual (laughs)
1: metaphor there. But yeah, I'm reminded, and maybe you are too, that of this of the saying that says, "What got you here may not get you there." And there is a, you know, there is it's not like NBN is going to reset, but there's going to be a refresh of uh, you know personnel, yes, Mm -hmm. Uh, also of the strategy as we look. Beyond the build phase into the service delivery and product based uh, phase. And that may well require, well, not just may well, it will require a, a shift in, in thinking and a shift in uh, 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 priorities, um, as well as, as what we're seeing now refreshing our. Um, in the in the in the personnel, I should also say separately, Graham, I've benefited like many have not, of having a long period of tenure in an a GBE, uh with very very firm support from the government. Now, this is not intended to be a party pol- political statement, but when you are dealing with a government who is steadfast in their support, with ministers that have a reasonable tolerance for the way in which uh me and my colleagues make decisions that is so, that that ensures so much more uh, commitment and and uh, productivity than if you were constantly at loggerheads with the government around priorities I would say you said you remind me I would say one of the highlights of my tenure has been we we appointed two very good CEOs mm-hmm. who were, the right appointments at the time, and Bill Morrow was a, you know, a, a driven, high-energy, turnaround CEO, deeply experienced in in matters to do with telecom. He stabilised the operations and and then left it with lots of momentum and with a clear strategy. Stephen uh, picked it up, delivered on the on the tough goals that were left behind by Bill. Uh, absolutely strengthen the, re- the relationships with ministers and government, and frankly, is is at a position now where we're confident of the whole refinancing uh, exercise, and may well be ready to start a, a discussion around matters to do with ownership or asset disposition uh, some year, you know in, in the next few years. Although I'll be I'll be uh, leaving. Uh, a position within the industry, I'll still be uh I'll still be very interested in, outlook, in what happens in, in, in telecom. So I'll be I'll be cheering on NBN in particular, but the industry as a whole, uh, but to start from the grandstands.
0: <laughs> okay. Well on that note, thank you very much and thank, um, I will I will keep in touch with you. Our paths will cross, I am sure. Okay, you take care. Thank, thank you me. so much. See you later. Okay, bye bye.